right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. It's a linear expansion in this direction and the other one. It has infinite length but infinitesimal girth. Timeliners, only one dimension for you to meet your friends in meters on the line. Am I wrong? Am I wrong about that? That like people say HVAC and it means the same thing as software. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean anything. Air moves in, air moves out. Uh, temperature here, temperature there. I, you know, to me, it's who knows. Ventilation, I assume. Yeah. So. Okay. Really well, progress on probably here. something that doesn't kill you. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time. Um, I got some interesting pieces of news. Um for you today i i wanted to get your pulse on the queen dying where are we at with the queen being dead where's our show at i i just i don't see this as being a big ticket item for me (laughs) is that am i am i out of touch with the other uh um no i don't know i certainly don't care that she died yeah um but i was trying to find the funny in it Mm mm-hmm I got to tell you, it's one of the least funny things. Yeah, it's not very funny at all. It's not very funny. Not a lot of comedic, uh, you know, I don't know. It's Now, she's le- she died, yeah. and as you know, the ascension to the throne, Charles III, her son. He's Correct. now Charles III. Have, we've talked a lot on this podcast about old white guys' hands. Yes, we have. Charles III's hands. They're uh, enormous. Yeah, bloated. <laughs> Uh, they're enormous, like sausage. Like, yeah, it's it's grotesque. Yeah. It's grotesque. It's grotesque. I uh, I watched the entire. This is the kind of guy I am, Car. I watched the entire Ascension. Mad lad. I know, dude. What was fast? I'll tell you. I'll I'll defend myself in once. I'm a history guy. Yeah. And that event has never been filmed because the last time it happened, she was. It was 1940. Or whatever. They Damn. just never filmed it. Yeah. 52 maybe it was. But they never filmed it. So this is the first like modern monarch ascension uh, ceremony. So I was curious to be like, okay, what does it look like? Because you right. know they don't that change much. Right, right, right. That is interesting. It's- no, there, there, is a, there is an aspect of tradition um, that I am fascinated with. And like the fact that... Um, you know, they have gone through whatever this process is, however many times dating back, however many centuries, you know, that is pretty interesting to me. And then Um, you remember they all rape kids. Right. And then I say, (laughs) well, how much do I really need to be thinking about this? How much enthusiasm am I going to put into this? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the thing um, that I had noticed. Prince uh, King, whatever, Mr. Charles III, Mr. Charles of Buckingham. or what, they, The crazy thing about these people, they got to be the only white people on earth who don't have a last name. Wait a second. Or Madonna and Madonna. Okay. But they do have a last name, though. I don't believe they do. How? What? W- what's the last name? His, his well, name I is Charles. Right. So Charles he has no last III. name. I don't believe he has a last name. How do they keep track of things? His, his, listen to this. His name, his full name, I just Googled. 
I just Googled it. His full name is Charles Philip Arthur George. Where's the last name? Okay. He's got four first names. Four first names and no last four names. Four first names, no last names. Man. It's a stunning, it's stunning because it, it's so antiquated, right? It's yeah, weird. No, it's, it's very it's, odd, the whole yes, situation. And I then know. again, you remember they all rape kids. Egg, of course. Yeah, there's that. And then they marry each other, which is another thing. That's, they, uh, they do marry second cousins. Yeah, and I think that, what, Elizabeth and him were third? Or not at that him. point, at that point, Carr, you and I are third cousins. Well, that's that's true. That's a little bit of trivia. It's still for a weird fact. Long time listeners, yeah, yeah. long time listeners know that's what I just said is a f- actual fact, no jokes. Yeah. But yeah, we we so yeah, we are as related as they are. Mm-hmm. So it's not so bad. Do I want to do I want to talk about cousin fucking this early on the episode? Not in particular. Okay. Anyway, the point of this is his hands are very large, okay? Well, I got the high-quality video loaded up on the YouTube, uh-huh. so you know me. I'm fucking, I'm scanning the, looking the hands. hands. Looking for hands, looking I'm for looking hands. For, yeah, I'm looking for strange things. Car Campit, I swear to God, he doesn't have fingernails. Really? I was, I was watching the Ascension speech, and it, it doesn't, there's no shine to the ends of his fingers. It's just grubby, flat color? Yeah, that same kind of like, yeah, old tomato color uh-huh. that the rest of him is. Yeah. Yes. So I'm not convinced the guy has fingernails. Um, so I'll be doing more research on that yeah. uh, in time. Keep us updated. In time. I will. Um, how have you been? How's things? Good, man. I mean, just getting through. It's starting to cool off a little bit. So, you know, just generally pulled my back. So that's bad. Uh, but Oh, uh, yeah. What'd you pull your back to in? Bucking? Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 a little rare off color humor for the podcast. I like it. <laughs> just the cheap shock jock joke. Little uncle, <laughs> little uncle movie. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, How'd you no. pull it? No, it's my least volleyball. favorite thing to do, dude. Oh, so yeah. you're out of commission now for a week. I think so, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to let that heal because it is uh, – the creepiest thing about pulling your back muscles is you never know which way to stand. Oh, I know, man. And It I, seems I, like, like it hurts. Like, I know, and I don't even realize that I'm not standing the way I normally do, but I got out of the shower and like – just passed oh, by no. the mirror, and I was like, I look like Gollum. Like, no, you know. you're hunched over and oh, shit, dude. It's you yeah. gave you, you gave yourself some some scoliosis. Yeah, yeah. Just wow, some te- temporary scoliosis. Yeah, it's, dude, that's it's, not going to be good. That's going to no. cut into Meat Bird's uh, yeah projected. Uh, um, yeah, so I gotta get this it's thing. interesting that you mentioned the weather. Yeah, uh, there was an b- absurd article that came out from the Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness, by the way, is their phrase line. Right, right, right. right. Which it does, you know, to be fair, yeah. It sure, it sure does, which is why the Washington Post banner is it's black. It's dark, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so uh, the title of the article is, and I just want to read some of this, and I just kind of want you to absorb it. And, like, this is where Manhattan liberals are at right now. The weather used to be good for small talk. Now it's dead serious. <laughs> And and here's maybe more irritating. <clears throat> On a planet beset by climate change, what's the best way to handle a heated conversation is the subheading. Let's get into it. You can already imagine where this goes. I cannot imagine what it must be like to live like this. Let me let me read. 
Two coworkers out for a wa- out for a walk outside of the office in a scorching summer afternoon. Wow, it's really hot today, says one, making what she thinks is polite small talk. It's always hot in the summer, snaps the other, and the simplest conversation just got complicated. The air is heavy, and not just with humidity. Of course it's miserable during the dog days of summer, and a few years ago that conversation might have segued into an upcoming beach vacation or a two-for-one margarita happy hour. We talked about weather to break the ice. We talked about weather to kill time. We even talked about weather when we didn't really want to talk at all. It's the universal connector, rich or poor, a literal barometer of how we're doing. But what used to be the smallest of small talk is now big. Big issue, big problem, big opinion. (laughs) I don't know who wrote this article, but there's a real cadence to it. Um, Basically, the science of climate change is not the issue at hand here. The issue at hand here is how and when to bring it up. That's what the Washington Post person said, by the way. They've already... They've already mailed away the climate change issue in general, and right, now they're right. just saying, "How do we bring it up? How do we bring it up uh, to in random conversation?" And, yeah, to and, people who already fully agree with us, because obviously, if they don't agree with us, I guess we just shouldn't talk to them at all, right? right? Of course, of course, shouldn't even talk to them at all. Listen to this poor woman, Stephanie Abrams, a meteorologist for the Weather Channel. Which is, if you're a meteorologist, you got that's like being, you know, Hitler, right? You're right at the top. You can do whatever you want, or I guess somebody other than Hitler who's at the top. I don't know why Hitler was the first guy. Anyway, I do my best to keep politics out of it. That's really the best thing you can do. It's just stating facts. There you have it. Just facts. The implication, of course, that the Weather Channel normally is trying to put politics in the weather, right. and now it now it's gotten too heated, so we'll have to just cool off. We'll have to take it away from here. Cool off. Um, this is, so this has been a thing. Um, I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine who who works for like what I would describe as like one of those uh, big tech lib industries. It's like a unicorn company phone app that this person works for, right? Well, they he was telling me that they had a conversation. They do these all hands meetings. A uh, whole company will come together and they'll talk policy. Moves, back to the back to like the that. hands, huh? Uh, all hands, yeah, yeah, and some big juicy hands here. There was a, and I'm not kidding about this. So, so there must be something going around big tech. He was telling me there was, um, on the all hands meeting, they do like an HR session where they're like. Here's what's going on in the world. Here's how basically the company can't get sued. Here's how you need to behave. And one of the things that was brought up was literally stop talking about the weather. <laughs> Don't talk about the weather. What? And you know why? Yeah. Because it's it can be depressing, I guess, to talk about the weather. This is where they're at, Car. They're now at the point where if you go it's hot today, there's there's uh like genocide like, th- like yeah. feelings yeah, yeah. of genocide in their mind are happening they think of like indian women dying in in uh, under the hot sun in gujarat and and children washing up on the beach in syria and they think climate change that's where they're at right and and besides this they're they're starting to connect uh climate with fascism so now not which they did this before, right? So if you were yes, a climate denier, you might as well have been a fascist. Which right? I love. I just love that phrase, a climate denier. I the love cli- just tacking <laughs> denier onto anything. Like it's it's so good. 
It's easy, right? It's an easy yeah. one. Well, Greta Thunberg, right? She, she, oddly enough, has switched her gimmick. She's no longer the climate girl. Really? She's in Sweden now. And there's a political party called the Swedish Democrats, who, as far as I can understand it, it's like the George Bush party. I was kind of reading about them. And it's like, let's lower some taxes and go kill some brown people. Like, it's a, it's... Yeah. It's standard a reasonable, reasonable platform. <laughs> standard conservative platform for the past 70 years. Yeah. Right? Greta Thunberg is out there going, you can't vote for the Swedish Dems. They're fascists. She switched up her entire gimmick. She's not the climate girl anymore. She was on this like conference, and her whole thing was, no fascists in my neighborhood. She's, she's changing gimmicks to go from climate to fascism. And I want to bring up one final point. Do you remember the conversation we had not long ago about climate anxiety? Yes, I do. Yes. Do you remember that a person was diagnosed with climate change? No, I don't think I remember that. Oh, man. So, there was a woman who was uh, taken ill. And she went to the doctor. And this was in California, of course. And they diagnosed her with climate change. She was experiencing anxiety. She was experiencing, like, you know, peril, deep angst about life, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they diagnosed her medically with climate change. With climate change or, like, climate change syndrome? You can call it that, yeah. Okay. If th- if that makes it less absurd, <laughs> I, I guess it does. I don't know which way it goes, but yes, they diagnose. So here's the deal: people are climate change now. They okay. have they they have. I don't know how they always do this, but there's this group of people. I guess they're on the left, and they and they have a lot of power over being able to go. This is fascism. Mm-hmm. This is fascism. Yes, and yes. for some reason, people buy I don't know how you gain the power to do this because if I go around and call people fascists, they don't believe me. I've actually been doing that recently. Just calling everybody fascists. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my new bit. <laughs> next door, you're on next door. Yeah, you notice all yeah. these fascists are everywhere. No, no, no. It's actually pretty for, like for, like serendipitous that you're bringing this up because really? that's, my, okay. that's my that's kind of been my new bit is like when people really? try to corner me on politics, I will I will like I I can't remember. I was having some conversation the other day and you know, I don't really get into it. Like I really don't because with like most, a friend or a stranger, it was, yeah, it was like a, a, it was like a, um, a, a local somewhere in between, like a local at, at the, at the dive. Somebody think, who you see though, somebody who you're not for super, sure. Like I have their totally number. unfamiliar. I have gotcha. their number in my phone. Yeah. Like, I, I, but I don't typically hang out with them outside of the, the dive. Okay. But like, uh, it, it was something like, it was like getting into like pro-life, pro-choice uh, arguments or something like that, which of uh-huh. course is like the last thing I want to talk about really ever. But especially, bar, yes, no. like after a volleyball game, we're sweaty, we go there, like you know, and I, I just want to grab a beer and then go home. People think and they're making a difference, and it I bothers know. me so it's much. It's irritating. Yeah, you're not making yeah. a difference at, at the fucking dive bar, you know. Yeah, I know. Off of it. Anyway, so I, I just said no, no, no. I'm 
I'm pro awesome or something like that. And I like, <laughs> and then, and, and, and anytime they would try to like ask me if that was, I would be like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's for awesomeness. So like, are you not, are you an awesome denier? Are you also, you know, and just, and I was kind of being a dick about it. <laughs> I love that. I <laughs> and love just, like, I love And like, that. they would ask me what it was. It was like, it doesn't matter. I, all I needed to know is that you're uh, in lockstep with my agenda. Are you awesome? Or are you, are you not, are you for awesome? Or are you not for awesome? <laughs> it just went on like that until I got really frustrated. Wow. And I went back to my beer. Dude, I like I like that. I yeah, like I, the idea of just being like the things I like are good. Yes, exactly. I like because, good things because that's exactly what they do. And so I'm just it's I'm just countering do, yeah. it and offering no support. I'm offering no help. I'm just I'm just hanging them out to dry and then calling bullying them and calling them a fascist until they agree with me. I I have um I do not get into conversations with people usually like out no, I don't just either. being out. Uh, I was fishing. And, um, like where I'm fishing at off the highway, there's this like out, like, I don't know what it is. You pull off the highway and there's this long stretch where you can just fish into the canal. Right. And lots of people are going fishing. So you strike up conversations with people and shit. And I'm down here in Florida. I let my guard down now yeah, yeah. just because I, I, there's a sense that I'm hoping the people I'm surrounded by are, are sympathetic, uh, to kind of the things that I believe. I, I, I don't get into conversations with people because I had somebody – this is outrageous that this happened. <laughs> I had somebody um, while I'm fishing. I got the car behind me, right? And the car is on because I, I cast the line. I wait. And then I'm done. 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I don't want my car to get hot. So I leave the car on. And somebody comes up to me. Guy comes up to me and goes – Hey, uh, you might not want to leave your car running like that. And I go, uh, and I say something like, uh, why? Is it bad for the car? And he goes, it's bad for the environment, bud. <laughs> bud. I swear to God, he went, it's bad for the environment, bud. I didn't even tell my girlfriend about this story. I, th- she's going to be hearing this at the same time you're hearing this right now. <laughs> because I was so angry. <laughs> I was so mad. It, I go into psycho mode like yes, very quickly. For sure, I, I know you know where I'm coming. Like, Absolutely. there's a very thin line, and if it gets crossed, I go into psycho mode. Well, particularly in this instance where it's like you're surrounded by this insanity everywhere at every turn, and you I'm go just trying and, to fish, and you go to your happy place, which is, which is fishing. This would be like if somebody came and started trying to provoke me into a conversation when I'm playing a set of volleyball. I would be irate. I look at him and I go, it's too hot out. <laughs> and kind of wa- and he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it's, it's What so... can you do? I mean, what can you do? Uh, I don't know, man. What can you... It's just... I think the thing that bothers me... Look, I don't know where to place myself politically anymore. I tweeted this the other day. It was something I wanted to talk about. How I don't really feel the government anymore. Yeah. I don't you've been here longer than I have of yeah. course, in yeah. that state of mind. Yes. But I, I'm finally now getting to the point where I, I like, like, uh, like the, the people of Dresden coming up from the basement after they yeah, stopped yeah. hearing explosions yeah, after the fire bombing. And, and I'm like, okay, things are cool. The, I, I'd still probably say I'm in line with what most like your standard libertarian believes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, about 80 to 85% of the time. But the idea, <laughs> and it's not, it's not an aggression against me, although it is o- offensive. Offensive, yeah. Certainly. 
it's not an aggression against me, but I would like to shoot that person. Right. Very much so. And there's right? a lot of people that would like you to shoot that person. A lot of people would go, because somebody, not politely, but not aggressively, <laughs> suggested <laughs> yeah. that I that I turn my car off because the fumes are are not good for the environment. I would I would shoot that person. Yeah, and not and, even a and fatal And put shot. it on Facebook. Yeah, not, not even well, a fatal I would shoot them and put it on Facebook. A grazer. And maybe they die. Yeah. Well, maybe they die. Maybe. You're just gonna you're you're just gonna throw some lead and and put it on Facebook and just see where the cards fall. I beca- and and do I know that I'm wrong for feeling that way? Of course. Mm-hmm. But why doesn't that guy ever feel wrong? He's justified. He's, He's morally feels justified. Morally justified to walk up to a stranger with a with a I had a I dude I had at least a, a half a pound sinker. I could have. <laughs> yeah, you could have lassoed that I guy right into the temple. You ever you heard about David and Goliath? Yeah, I could have yeah. <laughs> immediately taken him out with a half a pound sinker, and I didn't. And I feel like I should be praised for that. And I feel like I have the moral high ground. It's insane to me that strangers in this America that you're in, in an America, by the way, that has no trust left, right? If we lived in a high trust society, somebody coming up to me and suggesting something to me, I would go, oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll think about that. You know, that's yeah. what you do. That's what your friends are, are your high trust society. So if your friends tell you something that's objectionable to you, you're way more likely to just go, oh, okay. Let me think about that at least. Some stranger feeling vindicated coming up to me and telling me in 20 minutes of me having my car running because it was, I'm not kidding, 102 degrees out, real field temperature. Coming up to me and going, your car, which you have not been in for 20 minutes, is going to kill our environment, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to but, say the word bud. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's because I'm five, six, dude. I really believe if I was six, five, if you reversed it, nobody would talk to me. That was my experience. Obviously, you have now had an experience like this as well. And, and probably multiple times, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, multiple times people. I, and I don't know what to... We should come up with a thing to say when somebody is pressing on you about a subject you don't want to talk about. And I really think you're... I'm, a, I'm an awesome guy. Like, I just... Whatever's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I like and what's ne- awesome. Never specify what it is. Never elaborate. And, Let's play a and game. Immediately Can we play turn... a game? Okay. Let's play a game. Hey, um, you might want to turn your car off there. Uh, it's not good for the environment, bud. Uh, is the environment awesome? <laughs> Just answer the question, That's bud. That's psychotic. That is... <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't know where you were gonna go with it, but to, but to, but to invite the conversation and go, is the environment yeah, awesome? Yeah, yeah, because it's absurd. Kind of a, a psychotic, and he'll say, the, "All right, now let's continue." Okay. Yeah, the uh, the environment is pretty awesome, dude. Oh man, I was I was hoping. See, see. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me think. Let me let me work this. Because this is how. Yes, exactly. Because this is how they'll get you. They'll circumvent the logic and they'll assume what you think is awesome and what they think is awesome is the same. Okay, so I think that you would. Uh... Oh, oh. Okay, here you go. Okay. Okay. Well, I've been doing this for a, a long time, so I think this is what's making it awesome. Okay. Fine. <clears throat> 
you think that y your car engine stalling and releasing all that terrible stuff into the air is awesome? Are you denying the awesomeness of the environment right now? That you, that's it. You just did it right there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that that's is, how you circle it. That's how you circle I, I, it. Yes, I, was, I felt the circle right there. Yeah, yeah. I felt Immediately get them on the their loop. heels and beginning, and, and beginning to bully. Yeah, like make them think that they don't love the environment as right. much as you exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> just gaslighting. I mean, it's just classic gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, now, obviously, you don't want to have a, ca a carried-on conversation. No, 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 no. You had no. even admitted uh, that when you tried this at the bar, eventually you got frustrated and walked away, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. What? So, like... I mean, I don't think that I got frustrated. I think it was just the conversation didn't go anywhere, and I just turned to my beer. Well, here's the thing. If you're fishing, you can go, now check out this awesome cast. Oh, yeah, and, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and just, like, totally change the subject. And then after you cast and it hits the water, just don't turn around, but turn your head back and go, now that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like... I was talking to the elf earlier um, uh -huh. about kind of this subject in regards to not really feeling the impact of the government much anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to preface that by saying a lot of people do feel the impact of the government a lot. So I'm not – this is not a declarative statement that the government is dead. It's just I've managed to avoid them somehow for a while, and I'm happy about it. Now, I was talking to the elf about this. Same subject. Same like um, the idea that – I don't really feel the government anymore, so I don't really know where I'm placed anymore. I, I think that this whole awesome concept is very much where we were at a few months ago with like TLE's mission statement of I don't care. It has to just has to be funny. Yeah. And I really I like that a lot. It's very post anarchist. It's very much looking at the world as a playground. I like yeah. where we're at with that. So, yeah, I yeah let's listeners. Uh, we have great listeners who, who tell us about their – sometimes they tell me too much information. <laughs> listeners, try it out. If you have a conversation that feels like it's getting uncomfortable, switch to the awesome mode. Right. And, and, and here's the deal. Lie. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Everything's Just on the lie. table. And in, and in fact, you should lie because you that that is, you, that is the foundational issue with when people come up to you and tell you to turn your car off because it's ruining the environment. That is a lie. I mean, essentially. So How good you would it be if I went, it's all electric? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, no. It, it, and that's viable, Chevy too, Volt, I think. Chevy Volt, bud. I think, Chevy I think Volt. that's Chevy Volt, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you don't even have to say that you that, that specific car is a Chevy Volt. Just keep it vague. Just say <laughs> Chevy Volt, no, bud. that's good, too. You could be Because you could turn and be like, well, uh, yeah, I might be running my car, but all those good people out there with Chevy Volts have got me covered. Or no, you can say, uh, I also have a Chevy Volt running in my driveway, so it's... it's <laughs> you know, Counteracting. Yeah, yeah, Counter exactly. <laughs> no, the, the more absurd, because, you yes. know, they... The, here's the totally thing, agree. is that they are on a script, essentially. It's like, yeah. it, it's NPC, right? Like, they are on a, a, a pretty strict script. Yeah, and it's and, amazing and how, how much the script conforms, right? It's yeah. so... It really is a script. It's written out for them. Yes. So so anything you can do to derail that script, not by offering the counter argument to it, mm -hmm, but by mm -hmm. offering something uh, completely absurd. In, the superlative. And, and jamming it into the conversation yes. derails the entire thing. Yes. In, in short, don't reject... Go for the superlative. Yes. Now be this is going to be it's greater. Gonna, it's going to yeah right right be out exist outside of the the discussion and just 
offer, you know, throw breadcrumbs into the discussion. Now, you are going to have to be able to think on your feet. I do remember thinking yes. when I was at the bar and doing this, like I was kind of having fun with it, um, but I was like, shit, like, you know, just like as we enacted that out, it took me a second. You really have to be able to think on your feet to make sure that every answer that you have is absurd, is, is yes. two things, absurd and B, not responding to anything that might potentially be in the script. <laughs> a good way to start, by the way, if you... If you get somebody who's coming up to you who's like trying to challenge you on something, a good way to start is to go, Shit, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah, prep them. Yeah, Let them know you're ready to, yeah, you to are... tell them about how awesome stuff is. Yeah, yeah. So, in, in this same vein, I had a little bit of a light bulb go off while you were talking. Uh, in the, in the, uh, kind of the likeness of the meme wars, it would be fun to start generating, uh, some, some, some fun meme content out there. Um, as Europe descends into, uh, a several months long ice age, it would be fun to start calling for say burning trash to increase global warming, uh, to help them out. Um, wow, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. It needs to be workshopped. This is kind of off the top of my head, but just some absurd kind of like the car battery into the ocean thing, Mm -hmm. but actually with a purpose, you know, burning household items and trash and leaving your car running, um, in order to help warm up (laughs) Europe. Hey, your car, your car's running, but it's not good for the environment. Hey, how about Slava Ukraine? They're freezing over there. Yeah. They're freezing over there. Guy, I'm trying to help them out. Trying to help them out. What are, what are you doing? What are you doing, uh, guy? It's not awesome. Are you Ukraine's awesome? Are you a not. Ukraine denier? <laughs> you fascist. You fucking fascist. <laughs> yeah, man. You do. You're absolutely right. You have to be able to think on your feet. So those uh, introverts, autists, and others who don't feel like super ready to think really hard on their feet about this, I strongly recommend perhaps a mind map. Uh, of possible answers somebody could give you prepared beforehand. Yeah. Now, speaking of autism, that is actually another uh, way out of talking that I, I, I will Got employ. autism, bud. Yeah, got, sorry, bud. Got autism. No, I actually pretend to be autistic when I go to the barber <laughs> because I, I hate when they ask me questions about how to cut my hair because I don't really know <laughs> and I just want it kind of shorter. And they're, and you know, and they, you know, they, the, the hairdressers always give you fucking attitude about well, and they, uh, well you... they never listen anyway i know exactly so i i just pretend i answer everything like as if i'm autistic like very very like directly and socially awkwardly um mm. until they just give up and cut my hair and i do this every time <laughs> i want my hair to look like a gay guy's <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 it's got to be a little bit socially awkward uh yeah. you've got to you know it's yeah there's a there's a little bit of I want, to it, but... can you please make my haircut look like george bush's stuff like that yeah i feel like you could get away yeah it's it is i have to dude i my favorite i don't know if i've talked about this on the show before but it's a psycho it's a psycho thing that i do but i enjoy it a lot is going to random fast food places and then ordering food in a strange accent or voice and then like driving off and not taking the food or paying for it oh wow (laughs) dude sometimes i like i'll pull into like a like a bob's big boy I don't know. I'll pull into a somewhere um, and I'll be like, yes, I would like four number sevens. <laughs> and I 
And I have to, and the, the fun of it is you can't let them hear you laughing. There's no, yeah. there's no camera, but you can't let them hear you laughing. And then after you finish your order, just drive off. Don't <laughs> just drive, drive slowly by the window, yes. eye contact and just yes. drive off. Our, our, another one I've done is when there's a long line, I go, I'll have whatever the guy in front just had. <laughs> Man, they, I'm sure they love they, you. Dude, they are unprepared. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> They're cause... totally unprepared for it. Now people go, why are you bothering the fast food workers? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting anybody on the internet or I'm just having my own bit of fun. And they should too. They should too. It should be pretty fun for everybody, I think. It's I probably agree. not fun for the manager, but I don't really care about the manager. Um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta test the absurd. You have to, uh, car. I really recommend it. The next time you go to, I know you probably don't go to fast food places often. Next time you find yourself at a drive through place, hit them with an accent. You don't normally have dude. And that you could pay for you go and get your food. And yeah. I think I'm wondering if that's another wrinkle. That's kind of like the, it's like the run pass option. What if the other way to go with it is order it with an Indian accent when you're the only one in the drive through and then I've done this also. Oh yeah. I've done this too. Yeah. I think I almost think that's better. Oh dude, I've done, I've done accents. You shouldn't do at restaurants where certain people have certain kinds of accents. Ah, okay. That's pretty ballsy. Oh, it's what are they going to do? What are they going to do? It's fine. Bother you about climate change? Yeah, right? (laughs) What are they going to do? You don't appear to be Chinese. (laughs) Like, nobody's going to say that to me. You just go, I'm trans. I don't know. It doesn't matter anymore. You can say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. We don't have rules in this country about decency anymore. That's true. There's no rules. There's no rules or reason. Regardless, we've been on the climate subject this whole time, so I want to bring up an old friend of ours. John Podesta is returning to the scene, my friend. Uh, He is now the current Environmental Protection Agency Administrator. Because when I think of John Podesta, I think about the climate. That's the first and only thing that I think about, and not any paintings in his house or anything else. John Podesta if you'll recall, was at the center of the Pizzagate conspiracy. Um, they raided, well, they didn't, no. The, in his house, there are photographs. I think you've, you've seen these, car. Oh, yeah, dude. Photographs of the yeah, very, very young girls very wearing bothersome. diapers. and yeah, yeah, very very bothersome stuff. Tony Podesta, his brother's bad, too. Uh, he was the previous climate advisor for Barack Obama. By the way, that's what a climate advisor does. They go, hey, you should probably stop running your car. Yeah, the that's, environment. That's, yeah, you never know. You might see that guy again on the news. That's all a climate advisor has ever done, ever. Yeah. So we'll be seeing more of John Podesta uh, in the future, which will be perfectly great. I think that'll be wonderful. I also want to bring up a, a topic, cartoon, and get your brief opinion on this. Do you remember when uh, maybe it was two weeks ago at this point where we talked about the big tomato spill? Yes, yes, I do. The tomato spill in California on the interstate highway, 150,000 tomatoes strewn across 200 feet of busy interstate in Vacaville, California, two foot deep. It's a deep tomato. Fucking deep tomato. Well, it got worse. Oh, no. How Um, how did that happen? And probably the funniest thing, and the funniest but most unfortunate thing about this is the city it took place in, but I'll uh, explain that afterwards. One day after the spill on that California highway, another bizarre food spill occurred. 
an 18 wheeler carrying hundreds of bottles of the cheese based sauce known as Alfredo. Wow. Crashed into another 18 wheeler and spilled all of the Alfredo over the I 55. Where? In Memphis, Tennessee. Wow. <laughs> Poor fucking Memphis. Wow. Is having a rough go of it. So they why really is this are. so bad, right? I mean, it's a mess, of course, but... It's the worst thing to happen in Memphis in, in recent history, that's for sure. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know Fox News is playing a video of that guy shooting that old man in the face yeah. over and over, over again. Yeah. And, and we here down. we are on TLE. Alfredo. These sauces are just... <laughs> it's What a tragedy. Terrible. Yeah, so, I mean, go out there and get your breadsticks and clean the thing up, right? But the problem is it was like 94 degrees in Memphis. Hot cheese, hot cheese. So, you know, it sat there for days, right? It's the, the Alfredo spill. They had to close the highway down. They closed the highway down over the Alfredo spill. And, obviously, the the sheared 18-wheeler, dude, I, you you should go and look up the pictures of the damage that this 18-wheeler had sustained. It's intense. It's like a missile hit it. It looks like w- immediately after the Pentagon got hit by that missile. It's the it's the it's <laughs> blown open just everywhere. Oh, and of shit. course, for days the intense sun starts breaking the Alfredo sauce down. Gross. The humidity starts bringing the scent up. And people, they were saying for miles, could smell the smell of oldening Alfredo sauce throughout the city. So on top of not having a water supply, several individuals going around and rampage killing people in the city. There's now an, a, a looming radiant Alfredo smell. <laughs> really a sign of the times, huh? Right we're there. waiting for the, yeah, we're waiting for the, the pesto air bomb. Uh, to be dropped to see what else can happen to the poor city of Memphis. Um, yeah, so that was just, we're just picking up on that last week. Another thing I want to bring up, we are the number one Little Amal tracking podcast in the United States. Maybe the world. Maybe the world. She is in New York, and she's in Astoria, my hometown, where I grew up. She's, uh, interestingly enough... She's going to be at a place called St. Anne's Brewery. Okay. Saint, I think I know St. Anne's. St. Anne's. St. Oh, Anne's. St. Anne's. St. Anne's. Yeah. St. Anne's. So, Anne's. We can call that a mall tract. Okay. <laughs> we'll, yep. We'll say a mall got tracked there. But wrap that up in a bow. Um, it is the year of our Lord 2022. It is September 13th. And I was watching War Room earlier today. Is that still going? I thought he got arrested. Uh-huh. Exactly. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's the story. We are, and I personally am not sure what is going to happen to War Room because Steve Bannon has been arrested on money laundering and conspiracy charges, which he described as one of the best days of his life. <laughs> By cool. the way, cool. he, descri- he said it was a very spiritual experience to be arrested and uh, sent up to New York on these charges, which he was already charged for and found guilty of in federal court. And then Trump pardoned him. 
So now he's going to state court for the exact same charges. And guess okay. what? Nobody in New York State is pardoning this guy. Yeah, so of course. we are not sure. Now you may be asking why? 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 There was a crowdfunding charity that that said. And this was his big mistake. Multiple times, Steve Bannon did actually advertise 100% of the money is going to be going to build the Mexico-U.S. border wall. So that right there is a big problem because you know that ain't true. But I found something pretty interesting here. We've been talking about them like kind of neutering all of Trump's people. And I wouldn't exactly call Steve Bannon one of Trump's people. It's more like Steve Bannon uh, is a Trump guy, but Trump doesn't appear to be much of a Steve Bannon guy. And there's probably good reasons for that. But what I found was interesting was the prosecutor goes up to the the podium explaining what the charges are about and what's going on. And what they alleged I thought was really interesting was that Steve Bannon laundered this money through a salary. Now, I don't know where that stands. But basically what they were saying was Steve Bannon used people's salaries as the money laundering as ways to get a, he was basically like, we're taking in all this money. So I'm going to pay these people out lots of money. And it's not all going to go to like putting a brick down on the border wall every single time he was paying people. It's a nonprofit or whatever. It was a charity. So people are being paid for it, but they're not supposed to turn a profit. So basically he made everyone's salaries really high. (laughs) Okay. Right. Right. Sure. Uh, Which Which I'm sure happens all the time. It's every charity in America. Every charity, car. yeah. yeah right. Every cha- that's what I was going to bring up. Every charity in America. I looked up some of the major charities. So, for example, I don't, I don't even know if I want to say the name of the charity because I don't know what I'm alleging here. But the main breast cancer uh, uh, charity. Oh yeah, you dude. will know what it is. Yep. Go and check out the salaries of some of these people. You can find them because it has to be publicized. Well, these the, salaries that these people are taking in are not in any way related to getting rid of breast cancer or building a wall. Nobody. Nobody. No. If you give money to a charity, you're a fool. You're an Char- idiot. Well, charities, by, by and large, by and large have been used as money laundering. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of been their purpose to a large degree in this country. Everybody uh, knows that when they're giving Steve Bannon money, what they're basically doing is putting money in his pocket, Peter Navarro's pocket, Mike Lindell's pocket, and maybe a couple of bricks will get put up. Nobody believes he was going to build the wall himself. I don't know what they think, but that's the charge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that charity that I assume you're talking about, I mean, amongst many others, it's crazy. I think I saw like a report not that long ago about like how much money actually goes to research and development in breast cancer that, you know, from donations. I mean, it's, it's, it's minuscule. It's, it's, it's basically pittance. enough, that I guess that they can wake up in the morning. We could um, literally, we could probably end cancer within a decade if that money was directed properly. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely outrageous. And, yeah. and that's why these charities pick these, these, so, you know, um, hot topic, uh, items like you know veterans charities and breast cancer because as soon as as you know there's a reason that they did it with breast cancer and not you know prostate cancer or something sexy. male male sided uh, you know sexy. yeah and and you know you're attacking women if you're uh, yeah. you know if you're if you're going to yep. attack a breast they cancer they tell charity. you this they all say this the reason yeah, why course. we do breast cancer is because their breasts they're sexy people right. care more about breasts than they do about some strange little gland nobody's heard of inside of a man that has a much higher chance of anyway this isn't a big 
although it is almost November, but this is not a, a big cancer thing. It's just, it's crazy to me. And, and good luck to the courts proving this. I think in federal court, uh, it's it's kangaroo, basically. It's whatever the FBI says you did, of basically. Course, yeah. uh, in state court, it'll be a little bit more interesting. Um, and what is also, I think, is interesting is they are charging him for defrauding uh, citizens of the state of New York. So I, I don't know if other states also have the ability to do this to him or, or what. But, you know, basically my concern is, is War Room going to continue? And I think the answer is no. Uh, I, I don't see how he'll be able to sustain it if he's in prison. Now, did he make um, bail or like because he's still doing episodes, right? He's still doing episodes. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he if there was a bail set. I don't think they believe he is a uh, flight risk. I really don't think they believe that. He's got so much tied to this country. Anyway, I don't think they believe he's a, fr- a flight risk. But I think the main thing is... Now, I'm going to conspiracize a little bit here, but play along with me. Please do, Certainly, yeah. if I was a Democrat, I, I would see a benefit to doing this. If he goes to jail, he gets silenced. And that's a fact because he was silenced for the period of time he was in jail. If he goes to jail and he gets silenced, this is the main guy behind what they are calling and what Aaron joked about. And I didn't catch the precinct strategy. I don't know if you've heard about this, but in terms of politics... For what little I know you care, Carr, this is very interesting. Basically, what Steve Bannon has done, and this is Steve Bannon's idea. So when people go, what does Steve Bannon actually do? And I go, he's a political genius. What he does is he came up with this thing called the precinct strategy, which is basically they, there's, uh, they selected zones in the United States, uh, which were up for which were had a lot of contention in the 2016 election, basically like all like pretty much like blue counties that maybe shouldn't have been blue counties. Okay. And And wait, are you talking about like analyzing the election for fraud? Is that what we're talking about here? What's crazy is I actually think the precinct strategy is a pretty bold attempt at defrauding the next election. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty bold. And they are terrified of it. Democrats are terrified. You can look at precinct strategy. All you will find is Democratic articles. What is this? And why does it allow authoritarianism to win? Mm-hmm. What he basically is doing is he's openly saying, if we want to win these elections, we need to make sure that, the, that we have the poll watches covered, that we have the voting booths covered. So the precinct strategy is basically determining these these hot button locations where fraud was suspected or if you're on the democrat side where democrats barely won right so if you're a democrat you're going we barely won this because we tried so hard i don't believe that but they do a lot of them do mm-hmm. what steve is doing is organizing like basically old people mostly to be poll watchers in these polls in these contentious areas these are from around the country, right? So these are people from other places volunteering to be poll watchers uh, because the Republican Party has the right to, to put poll watchers in places. So he, what he's doing is basically bloating the poll watching community into this very specifically MAGA targeted group that you know already gets the message of what they're really supposed to be doing in these polls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And they are fucking terrified because, like, even I was thinking about this, and I was like, yeah, this is definitely a line being crossed. Where yeah. what you're doing is basically saying out loud, we are going to put so many Trump sympathetic people into these contentious areas that maybe the polls only get watched in certain ways. Interesting. <laughs> maybe maybe the, the chads only get counted in certain ways. Uh, so this is his strategy. It's called the precinct strategy. It's basically let's mob these places and only count the things we want to count. So that's what he's doing. And him going to jail, I don't think he's the guy who's completely the only one who understands how the, the strategy works, but he's the number one voice talking about this strategy. So if they shut his ass down, and I mean, I watch War Room every day. He talks about the precinct strategy every single day, which is why it was crazy to me when Aaron brought it up. I didn't recognize the name, uh, but I do now. He talks about it every episode. He's the number one precinct strategist. He's going to jail. This whole thing's getting blown up. I actually think it's pretty smart. Um, if, if your idea is, you know, you don't want Trumpers to steal the election, which gotta say, it's a pretty good idea, man. I think, uh, maybe may or not have been looking into joining this precinct strategy myself. (laughs) I think it's a good way to, uh, further the plan that I had, if you will. Ah, yes. Uh, Yes. yes. Which by the way, I, I was talking to the elf and she actually did the plan already. Oh, she, uh, she, she. She had uh, she had infiltrated MAGA groups before. Interesting. Um, so she was kind of giving me some, just telling me about it, like what it, the experience was like. And so I was taking a lot of notes. I also have got some things that have already happened that I think are pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, this whole MAGA thing is, I know politics can be boring, but it is kind of funny and very much in the spirit of TLE to basically go, so how can we fix these polls? I know. Let's mob these places with poll watchers who are all sympathetic to one candidate. And guess what? That's what the Democrats did. So it'll be interesting. Sure. Uh, I, I think, I think. Let me get one more thing out here. And then I, I actually, I want to ask you a question about this. Are you uh, aware of this credit card thing that's going on with gun gun purchases? Yes, I am. I'm actually recording an episode with Lee on it tonight. Oh, great. Okay, so you know what? We'll basically, in very short, Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are taking steps to implement a merchant code that tracks firearms purchases. Now, they can't do this in personal sales, obviously, but in stores, they are working on, uh, basically, if you're a gun merchant, which they already know because they're your payment processor, they're basically going to put a tag uh, on any any corresponding purchase uh, of a gun at a store. Now, you and Lee can talk about that then. I'll leave that there. We'll talk about a different subject here. Do you want to talk about, um, I'll give you a, Two things. Do you want to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse or Brian Stelter? Good grief. (laughs) I don't know, man. Pick one. (laughs) Okay. Kyle Rittenhouse. (laughs) Now, I'm not going to talk about the TikTok videos, which I'm sure everybody has seen. Yes, he should be in jail because of the TikTok. I know. We all know. I didn't see this. Good. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. I'm fine with that. He got a girlfriend. And uh, let's just say she's very enthused to be dating specifically Kyle Rittenhouse. And we're seeing a lot of TikTok videos of the two of them. And it makes everybody who sees them, it's like the grudge, makes everybody who sees them want to kill themselves. (laughs) So let's not look. But let's talk about Kyle Rittenhouse in an adjacent way. 
members of Argentina's Kyle Rittenhouse Cultural Center arrested after celebrating a man who cocked a gun in the face of the vice president. Um, <laughs> that's a lot to process. <laughs> so a self-styled member of a, quote, Kyle Rittenhouse Cultural Center in Argentina was arrested on Monday after he celebrated a man who pointed a gun in the country's vice president's face. Jose Derman posted a YouTube video last week in support of Fernando Andres Sabag Montiel, a 35-year-old Brazilian man suspected, suspected in the sense that they have him on video cocking and pointing a gun at this guy's face. <laughs> they arrested that guy, and this guy, Jose Derman, made a video about it. And what he said in the video was that the only thing uh, that he wishes happened was that the gun actually went off, but the ammunition failed. He was celebrating. He's a right-winger, um, and the guy, Fer Fernandez de Kirchner, who is the vice president, uh, is a left-wing Citizens United Party member. Well, this guy, Jose Dermont, called them trash, and he wishes he got shot in the face. Now, what you're probably wondering is not why did they arrest this guy. You can imagine <laughs> what sure. they said, but there was a very funny picture going around of the Kyle Rittenhouse Cultural Center. Dude, they have they have a an awning with with Kyle Rittenhouse Cultural Center written on it. They have an awning and everything. Wow. It's a building. You're probably wondering like wh why? Why yes, what's this? I am wondering that. Of course you are. Well, at some point a cultural political space of anti-communists and anti-gender ideology activists opened up it's really unclear if Rittenhouse has any connections to this, but groups like the Proud Boys, there's another group called the Goyam Defense League. Jeez Louise. <laughs> and another group called the Boogaloo Boys, as you know, yeah. which, by the way, now we won't be allowed to get on Spotify because I said that. Um, <laughs> they've been exchanging social media app messages, Telegram, Gab, Getter, Discord, BuzzFeed News says... In Spain, even, there's a group called the Front Bastion that campaigned in favor of Rittenhouse during his trial last year. So it seems like the, the, the Spanish-speaking world uh, is very much behind Kyle Rittenhouse because he is, quote, a contemporary hero. So they opened up a bunch of Kyle Rittenhouse cultural centers throughout... Argentina, which are basically just, I guess, like, like right, like right wing boys chats, except they have physical buildings and are mo <laughs> and are most definitely building bombs. Like I'm yeah, yeah, absolutely no way. I, listen, whatever you think about the right wing, they're building bombs, and you know they're building bombs in those buildings for sure. They have to be. Yes. So anyway, that's that. The other piece of news, which I'll torture you with now, Brian Stelter. He got fired, and don't let anybody fool you, he got fired. Well, now, Brian Stelter has joined Harvard. He's a member of the Harvard Kennedy School 2022 Walter Shorenstein Fellowship. This is his new job. He's going to be holding a series of public events discussing democracy and the media's role in preserving it. Incredible. <laughs> Incredibly, which I mean, is a crazy sentence, right? You would think the media would have no place 
no place at all in touching democracy in any way, shape or form. Right. And then that maybe would be real democracy as if the media had no influence on the politics at all. But yeah, so he's out there. He said he's combating the right wing media machine as well as ISIS. Oh, good. (laughs) Noble efforts. Noble. Very noble altogether. Very noble altogether. Well, those are all the pieces of news that I have, Car, and uh, I think the last thing that I'll... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus, I forgot this. I don't know if you heard about what's going on in Las Vegas, dude. Oh, but... with the politician? Dude. Yeah. What is I... all this? Yeah. So, and what's crazy is he's got a stupid little position. So for all the listeners who don't know, County Public Administrator Robert Tells was handcuffed in court with bandages all over his wrists. Why? Well, they pulled him into court because it was alleged that he killed a journalist who was muckraking against him. A guy whose last name is German. I think it was pronounced German. Um, Alana Lee. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Let me, let me get the name here. I want to get the name right. German, 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 German. Well, it's, it only it's says probably Hermann, right? I mean, it isn't Jeff, Hispanic. I don't know. Oh, I'm remembering how it was pronounced now because I remember his first name. It's Jeff German. German. Okay. It's German. So Jeff German, he was killed, assassinated. And for a few days, people didn't really know what was going on. But it turns out Robert Tells, who's trying to be the mayor, dude, trying to be the mayor, left his cell phone in German's home. Jeez. After killing the guy. Really? He left his cell phone in there. The way that they actually figured out who it was was not the cell phone. But this is creepy. DNA in German's fingernails. Yeah. Scratching and trying to defend himself as this psychopath kills him. Well, because he stabbed him, right? He stabbed him to death, dude. And what's even crazier, this guy tells... I can't find the the quote here, but he blamed Trump. <laughs> Incredible. That's uh, that's like a get out of jail free card, man. I don't know the right he wing did it. Literally blamed Trump after the killing for hate. Yeah, yeah. That Jeff German was killed because of hate. Well, I wouldn't have had to do it if it weren't for Trump. <laughs> that now that is awesome, yeah. dude. How great is that? Killing a guy and be like, I did it because it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is kind of again circling another square here. <laughs> like that might be another thing too. Is like anybody like I wouldn't have, just just anybody who questions you on anything. You'd be like, well, I wouldn't have to take this position if it weren't for how hateful Trump is. It's hateful and definitely hate is not. I awesome. wouldn't have to be pro life if it weren't for how bad <laughs> Trump is. I'm sorry, just doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Amazing stuff, dude. Well, yeah. So we'll. I, I I do recommend people actually, I don't want to, we're coming to the end of the episode here, so I don't want to read the whole thing, but I recommend people read specifically the articles about this situation, because this guy murked this journalist. I mean, stabbed him dozens of times, and I'm going to say it, while I don't support the assassination of journalists, the fact that a mayor did it is pretty funny. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, it kind of... Not in a hilarious way, but in like a... There's something antiquated about this. Yeah, 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 it does. This is like Roman, you know? It's... There's something going on. It 
it smuggles in the question of that probably a lot of people that listen to this podcast probably already think about it. It's, how often does this happen? And I bet it's a lot more frequently than than anybody wants. Oh, to let on. that's prob- That's a great point. Yeah, you have to wonder. This can't be the only time a politician has killed a journalist who has sensitive information on them. Right. And, of course, probably hmm. most of the time it's recorded as a heart attack or this or that. But you, mm-hmm. you, you got to wonder. Or how, how, suicide or twice suicide, to the back of the head. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure, that kind of sure. Um, I want to get uh, one one statement from you, Carr, before we close out here. First of all, I, I don't want to box you out here. Have you got topics that you, you, you want to bring up? Or I have a few topics, but they're not very long. First, uh, I was going to issue a hard cap on the use of the word MAGAverse, uh, but you haven't said it yet this <laughs> this episode, so I'm going to back off of that. Um, do you prefer I say MAGAverse, or do you just prefer I forget the entirety of Yeah, the... forget. I was going to put a hard cap at five with me saying it once to intro it, but uh, you didn't say you're it gonna, at all. So... You're going to hate some of the things I have to say about my little strategy then. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to yeah. give you an exception for the strategy. Fine. Uh, but Fair. Yeah. Outside uh, of the context of the strategy, you're saying I'm not allowed to say MAGAverse anymore? Just lighten it up. Just lighten it up a little bit. Okay, um, fine. I'll try. The uh, one little timeline episode uh, that uh, I think I would like to highlight, this happened a few days ago, was Lee stumbling on some facts about the, uh, mom, the, the monarchists. Um, I don't know if you were party to this, uh, this evening on, no. t- on Twitter. <laughs> no, I don't believe I was. I was too busy watching the ascent of the King of the good. Oh king. man. Yes. Yes. You remember when Aaron stumbled on, uh, uh, be- just becoming a Marxist Leninist and just destroying bottom left. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It kind of had that same feel where, Lee stumbled on the fact that most monarchists don't actually want to be the monarch. (laughs) Uh, Yes. It had a very cuckish tone to it. uh, And it was just incredibly funny to watch people respond to this and kind of spin their wheels. Exactly, dude. Do you remember? I'm sorry, please continue. But I just want to bring up the fact that I've also been on this wave. Do you remember when I was talking about the guy talking about the trained dogs? No, wait, the what? Oh, wow. Okay, no, please continue. I don't want to derail. Basically, all I was saying was I had picked up on this before when there was a guy who uh, he quote tweeted a video of a man who had a really well-trained dog. Uh And he was basically like, it would be great if people were like this. Talking about a relationship between the guy, the dog owner, and the dog. And nobody ever sees themselves as the dog. Yes, okay. Everybody yes. wants to be the dog owner. Now you're telling me with the monarchists, it's the reverse. They, they actually be the do want to be the dog. Yes, it was very bizarre. I like I was wow. DM with Lee during and it was like I had never he was like I had never even considered the fact that people didn't want to be the monarch, you know, in in, in that scenario because of course, as an as, you know, as an anarchist, it's like the only other acceptable if if you're going to say there's a monarchy, well then yeah, I want to be the monarch because I don't want to be ruled. Like I don't want to rule people, but I mean if I if this is the going to be, be the, the state of yeah, if this is the state of affairs, then yeah, of course I'm going to be the monarch. Like what are you guys talking? Anyway, now, it was an incredibly fun. Now, okay, uh, let me let me dissect this really quick. If if you work for a company, right? Yeah, yeah. maybe you want to be the CEO, but you're happy being an employee underneath the CEO, right? So, what is it particularly about these monarchists that makes their suggestion they want to be basically ruled over extremely cuckish? Was it the words they were using? Like, what was it? Well, I mean, I think that the the. the uh, cultish advocation for monarchy um, makes it a little bit different than just gaining employment at a company. 
Right, like there's no benefit to this person right. being the yeah. monarch of a foreign country, right? <laughs> right. And, it, so, and it's like, even far less respectable than the people who are British who are monarchists, at yeah. least. Right. You could at least go, well, it's like, it's a cultural thing, right? Yeah, there are no. literally like... There are people Mexican that are advocating <laughs> advocating for a, for a style of government where they are ruled over by an individual. Like I don't yeah, know, it just, it's just it's just very very bizarre. And there anyway. is there is something cuckish about the tone that a lot of monarchists take, which is like the divine right tone. Yes, exactly, exactly. There's I think so, that's what it is. There's something in particular. Like if you go, well, monarchy is the most efficient system of rule. If we have to have one, it's not as cuckish. It's a little bit absurd, but it's not as cuckish. Sure. But sometimes, yes, I have also seen these, like, she faithfully served her country for 75 years. Yeah, yeah. It's, How uh, dare you? And it's like, so has Mr. Bean. <laughs> Shut up, you out faggot. There, yeah. Yep. <laughs> 10423. Yeah. Couldn't have put a couldn't have couldn't have done it better myself. I, I, I guess, you but, know, yeah. I am like I was telling you earlier, and it does relate to this, is I don't know. I was talking to the elf earlier. I don't know if I call myself an anarchist anymore or why I don't know anymore, because it seems like the job has been accomplished. I don't even feel the government anymore. Yeah. It's you great. know what I mean? Now There's almost no need to take a label anymore because all of my political concerns have to do with podcasting. So there's no <laughs> label around that because if somebody here's the deal if somebody tells me what to do i either go psycho mode or i fuck around right so i know that i'm not a guy who likes to be told what to do i also believe there's some motherfuckers on the internet who need to be told what to do (laughs) that may may be true and if these monarchists need to be told what to do so badly i'm glad to have someone telling them what to do just keep it over there please because In Florida and Texas, you know, we joke around. I joke around a lot lot about King DeSantis. In fact, I would be happy for him to be in a monarchical position. But the whole, like, Ron DeSantis has faithfully served his state for four years. It's the same. Yeah. There's, like, an undercurrent of something that I'm not familiar with. I don't want to be Freudian about it. Nah. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be a Freudian. I don't want to psychologize anybody, but you would sure believe that people are getting a lot more of a thrill than they are out of advocating for the honor of the the royal family. Uh, right. You know, whatever. Yeah, it's I wish, just the whole I it's wish the, whole the best. I like I understand. Yeah. I understand the uh the the like feet on the ground rational idea behind uh you know advocating for it, I guess, whether I agree with it or not. No, but I the yeah. but 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 the weird tone that always seems to get mm-hmm. smuggled into it, it, it has always kind of weirded me out this anyway. person who would piss on your grave uh who has never thought a thing about you and you're like they're the greatest public servant who's ever lived super strange it's like wow like if if anybody did this about i, I don't know a basketball player people would be like can you chill can you relax and, and not only that but it, like it is the reverse image of like the guy who thinks he's going to be a poet in the in the communist you know the new communist yes. society it's like you know oh, you're wow, just so true yeah so yeah, you're anyway. gonna be a fucking yeah, wacky yeah. like everybody else <laughs> yeah, exactly. all right real quick car we'll, we'll close it out here i just want your opinion very briefly on something there were four world records that were broken this week actually in the past three days four major world records and i want you just very briefly to tell me which one you think is the best 2098 toy trucks spell out a sentence for the guinness world record of most trucks assembled to form a sentence okay the next one italian chefs 
make the world's longest cannoli, 70 feet. <laughs> and only three, and, uh, sorry, yeah, 70 feet. Yeah, 70 feet. Number three, a hotel breaks the Guinness Book of World Records for largest Negroni cocktail at 167 gallons. <laughs> so that's pretty great. And finally, 127 dogs attend a movie showing to break the world record for most outdoor, most dogs at an outdoor cinema. <laughs> I got to go with the cannoli, man. Holy cannoli. I t- wow, great. I, ho- I totally agree, man. Totally agree. Uh, before we uh, bounce out of here, I will say that I have signed us up on Fountain Podcast. I've gotten some requests on that. Yes, um, dude. So stream sats, listen to the show. There's no real reason for you to do it because, like, you can listen to the show for free. But also, it's like streaming one sat a minute or, like, you know, it's like cents or something. You know, whatever. Um, nothing, but it's pretty cool. I was looking yeah. into it. I actually really like that. I think Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool, cool, cool little uh, interface. Yeah, it's earn a little platform. cash. Why not? Why, why not? Why not? So. I'm a little concerned about how Bitcoin is not tracking against inflation anymore. I, I I was a little concerned about that. Hopefully you can – I would really like an episode on where Bitcoin is at, Car. I hate to trouble you so, but if you can recommend it or something, Bitcoin is doing some strange things lately. So Yeah, yeah. No, I can definitely cover that. I think that yeah. it is – whether, you know – we like it or not you know bitcoin is still small enough where it, it's it's day-to-day price is basically dictated a lot by the available liquidity in the global markets and mm. as all the central banks are tightening that's you know yeah is is yep, what yep. it is so that is uh, uh that is what they say that's what they say i here's a factoid for you car the previous world record for longest cannoli it was only 16 feet oh wow so they Dude, really blew 70 it out of the water. feet oh yeah, yeah blew it out of the water totally blew Incredible. it out of the water okay yep well. yep very good. Well, uh, look out for an episode on uh, that firearm uh, credit card thing. I don't know if I'm going to put that on Signal or Lee's going to put that up. I don't remember what, if we talked about that or not or if we're both going to put it up in, in any case. You I usually cross-post with them. Yeah, 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 we could cross-post it. Uh, we could certainly then, put it on OTL. Yep, we could put it on OTL. Um, and then I'm going to be – I should have a Signal episode out if not Friday, probably Saturday. Is but, it the one um, I think it is? Uh, yes, but actually with a little wrinkle. Uh, it's not the exact one you think it is, but same topic. Interesting. Okay, okay. Sounds so. good. Okay, All right. Well, uh, until next week, two hands on the wheel.